Pickaxe. Episode 124 of the DNR Podcast is brought to you today in part by Geek Fuel. We are extremely excited to be working with Geek Fuel for the very first time. For those of you who don't know, Geek Fuel is a monthly subscription service that drops off a box of geeky goodness directly to your door. Everything inside of Geek Fuel this month is completely exclusive to them, which means you will not find anything like it outside of Geek Fuel, including, if you're a Marvel fan, issue number one of Civil War. It just came out in July. It has an exclusive cover just for Geek Fuel subscribers, so you will not find it outside of the Geek Fuel box. In closing, guys, we really want you to give them a shot. We try to only sign up with companies that we think are full of good folks and that we've had good interactions with and that we think you'll enjoy, too. If you go to geekfuel.com slash D-A-N-D-R, not only will you get an awesome little box full of goodness every single month, but you'll also get a $10 bonus item just as a thank you for signing up through our link. So one more time, that is geekfuel.com slash D-A-N-D-R. Episode 124 is also brought to you today in part by Noble Knight Games. Guys, if you go to noblenight.com, I am positive that you can find every single item that you've ever wanted to help enhance your game night or get one started. You can even fill up that empty looking bookshelf that's been sitting in your room. You know the one I'm talking about. You can fill it with minis, board games, new packs of Magic the Gathering cards. Speaking of minis, I'm stocking up currently for this trip in September, and I don't know if I've ever found better prices than the ones on noblenight.com. I know they can usually be a bit on the expensive side, but I have found some great deals on the featured items list. And if that doesn't jump out at you, then there's 50,000 other items to peruse through. So go to noblenight.com, get your game night started, and have some fun. Let's do that thing. We go around the table and introduce ourselves. I'm Jason. I'm the Dungeon Master. Going around the table, start with Leron. Hi, I'm Leron, and I play Cold Duelfang, a long tooth shifter druid. And Karen. Hi, I'm Karen. I play Josephine, a human war priest. And Kira. I'm Kira. I play Ingrid Pike, a gnome sorcerer. And Valerie. Hi, I'm Valerie, and I play Sora Greywing, a halfling ranger. And Lisa! Hey, I'm Lisa, and I play Elrath Beastinger, the halfling barbarian. So last time, guys, uh, <laughs> things got a touch heated. Um, you, decided to, you decided to give the Silverglade a wide berth for now. Uh, and to do that, you decided to run... Uh, run the length of the liver, liver. Run the <laughs> length of the river that runs parallel to uh, Bandit's Rest. Now that did obviously help you dodge things like werewolves and the bulk of any bandits that would be in the forest, considering you're on the opposite side of the river. Along the way, you uh, you you saw a bit of an encounter between two people, uh, one of which was shot with an arrow and fell into these raging rapids, uh, the the river there. Um, Sora wanted to do something to save that person. <laughs> Uh, some members of the group felt that that was suicide and that uh, perhaps uh, it was a little selfish to jump in or, or whatever. So there was a bit of a disagreement on that. Um, putting that aside, Elrath risked her life to, to, to jump into this river and, and save this person. And credit where it's due, did a fantastic job with the help of the party of getting this person to shore and everyone lived. So give yourselves a round of applause for that one because that was not an easy feat. Um, afterward uh, Sora and Cole had words (laughs) Uh, and uh, I guess they kind of reached an understanding we'll see Uh, but it's 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 a there's a bit of tension in the party I'm not gonna lie so how's about we pick up directly after the events of the last session guys Um, and you are uh, sitting by the bank of this river and uh, kind of getting your stuff together so what would the party like to do if we're picking up immediately afterwards, I'm still in wolf form. Mm-hmm. 
I wanted to know if the guy who was rescued is conscious yet or if he's unconscious still. Um, this would be a thing where after while, uh, while Sora and Cole are kind of shouting at each other, um, by the way, that was, I, I would say I would have the party roll perception on that to see how much of that they picked up, but okay. yeah, oh. <laughs> you guys do that. I don't think we're being quiet about it. You weren't, but you did make, you did make, um, Not did make all. a point to, uh, you started that conversation. Yeah. If you remember, I probably heard nothing. Yep. <laughs> we'll see. Um, uh, you started that conversation. If you remember, it's like, well, I'm going to walk away from the party and, and, and have a private. And then it became a shouting match. So <laughs> wasn't that private, but, um, this guy is going to start to cough up water and, uh, he, he's gonna, he, yeah, he's alive. Like he's, he's very much alive. Josephine, Ellerath, Ingrid are all going to hear aggressive shouting. Um, coming from the direction of, of, of Sora and Cole. You're gonna be, they're gonna be in sight. You're not, it's gonna be a little difficult to hear everything that they're saying, but they are not making it a secret that they very much disagree, uh, about the way that was handled and what was done. Uh, it's very, very clear what they're arguing about. It does not take a rocket scientist. Uh, so you guys know. Okay. Um, so this individual on the ground is going to, is gonna, you know, he's gonna sputter and cough and choke. Uh, and roll over almost like he's doing, uh, he's kind of on his hands and knees, just, just kind of coughing. But, uh, again, very promising because alive. <laughs> um, how would Elrath be doing? Um, she's probably very tired and upset about like being wet at the moment. <laughs> so she's probably just like trying to shake off and she's wringing out like the long part of her hair. And then, like, checking on that guy. And once she sees that he's up, she's like, oh, thank God. Because <laughs> she's like, that better not have been for nothing. Um, so. Yeah, not going to lie, that heel check did a lot to expedite that. That that was, it was a good thing. Um, it was a good thing Josephine was there, I guess. Is he, um, is he like, on his back coughing up water? He was. Uh, he rolled over. Uh, he's, he's kind of on his hands and knees. He's, he's not quite on his feet yet, but it's uh, so... Uh, okay. At this point, it would be uh, he's he's pretty much done choking, just kind of catching his breath, a lot of panting, and um, he's going to start to look around at at the party. Is he making any moves to stand up? Not quite yet. Uh, still very much getting, <coughs> still very much getting his bearings and and um, sorting, sort of assessing the group to see what the hell is actually going on. Because while it's really clear that Elrath doesn't wish him any harm. Trying to figure out exactly why you would risk your life to save him. That kind of, you can, you can kind of see that, like, in his eyes. Just like, okay, what, why? Ellerath would probably, like, if she sees him, like, looking at her, just be like, you alright? And <clears throat> a few more seconds of panting, kind of frantic, just trying to get his, just trying to get his breath. Yeah, uh, thank you. I, really, and he's gonna reach out and, and offer up a hand for Ellerath. She'll take it and she'll say, no problem. He is actually going to pull, after after Elrath <clears throat> uh, takes his hand, he's actually going to pull that into a hug, if... Oh. Uh, if, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Awkward wet river hug. <laughs> <laughs> she'll, like, stiffen up a little bit and then just pat his back, like, it's okay. okay. That's, that's nice, don't touch me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Must we? Mm-mm. <laughs> Seriously, I would have been dead without without you. Thank you so much. 
And Ingrid's going to uh, look at him, so why was that guy trying to kill you? That's kind of a long story. You've got time. Uh, and he's gonna he's gonna glance over to Sora and 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 Cole, just just sort of taking in the party. Uh, it's not lost on him that Cole's a wolf, uh, <laughs> which is a little strange. Not not unheard of, obviously, but a little strange. It's not the norm. Um, have have Cole and I walked back yet, or yeah, are we still I kind would, of away? Yeah, yeah I, like, I assume we did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Technically, I I broke into their camp, but it I was looking for someone. Joe would say, "Whose camp? Whose camp did you break into?" It's okay. You're not from here, right? Do we look like we're from here? And he's going to look at you all. Okay, that's actually a fair point. There's there's a new vol camp north of here, and I was looking to see if my sister was there, but I was caught, and they really don't take kindly to trespassers. It was a stupid mistake. I, I shouldn't have went in alone, and I I just thought that one person sneaking in would be easier than a party or a troop of people. I couldn't afford to pay anyone anyway. Jason, what would I have to roll to uh, remind myself about the new vault? Because I remember asking about it uh, when we first were in the Overwatch. Um, the slave traders? Yep. Um, yeah, that's kind of something you established. Wait, I didn't. <laughs> Josephine did not. That's correct. <laughs> How can you tell if he's lying? What do you roll? Insight. <laughs> can I roll an insight? I want to know if he's actually telling the truth. You want him to I be lying so bad. I do. I really do. <laughs> um, so I'll have... Uh, let's do Ingrid. Do me a favor, uh, roll an insight check, and Josephine, do me a favor, and you can roll history Damn. or streetwise. Wow. Okay, Ingrid is insightful, which is the opposite of her perception. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> More so, of a people person. Uh, Ingrid is going to is going to pick up a couple of things. One, you can tell by the tone of this voice, he is not giving you the full story, but that does not necessarily mean he's lying. From what you can gather so far, he is telling the truth. He was looking for his sister. He was, uh, he did break into their camp. He was trying to look for someone and free them. Like that's, that doesn't seem like a lie. Um, however, it seems like there's a lot more to the story, obviously that he could be telling you. Okay. And Josephine rolled a 14 for history. Um, essentially, you would know pretty much what the party would know. Um, the Nuval are the largest slave trading uh, operation, at the very least, on the mainland. Uh, they they specialize largely in uh, human and mole trafficking, uh, but they will pretty much bring in anybody that would fetch some kind of price. Uh, they they will sell them off. That the, the, I mean, they sell them off as you know, almost like dog fighting. They'll they'll sell them off to the highest bidder for, you know, uh, armies. They, they, they love to, to sell them off to the owner call. And that's sort of fallen through recently. So they're in the midst of finding a, a new buyer, but they will ship people off continent 
So these are not a grouping of good people. Uh, you would also know that uh, the headquarters of the Nuval is located somewhere in Bandit's Rest. And it is a massive operation. So Ingrid's going to ask uh, this guy, why do you think the Nuval have your sister? She used to live in Whitehedge, and she was traveling to Brightport, and that's the last anyone's seen of her. And it just sort of stood to reason. No one has any idea where she went. No one in Whitehedge knows where she was going. You don't think it's just as likely that she might have just been attacked on the road? You must have something a little more than that to convince you to break into a Nuval camp by yourself. He's going to narrow his eyes at Ingrid. Let's just say that the lesser of two evils here is that she was captured. For Cole is going to at first open his maw, then realized, ah, fuck, I'm still a wolf. And then he's going to turn back into his shifter form, and he's going to look at the elf. Where are they? It's across the river. It's a few miles to the north. I Look, it's pretty much suicide to go in there. I'm going to have to come back with a party or someone. I don't even have any proof that she's there. What did you see there? Well, it's a really large camp. They must have had 30 or 40 cages. And each cage had probably 5 to 10 people in them. I mean, there were hundreds of Nouveau there. It's, it's a massive place. I didn't get to inspect every single cage, but at the very least, they are keeping people. There's, there's no way to free everyone, and, and most of them would just be murdered outright. They're too exhausted to fight back at this point. The ones that can fight are kept in special cages and then sold off to the highest bidder. Do you know where the special cages are? Well, yeah, they're in the center of the camp near the, the fighting ring, but there's no way to get in there without being spotted. Look, I really appreciate what you did for me, and I'll find another way to get in there, but I can't ask you to get involved in this any further. Um, and he's going to stand up. Uh, he's going to start to pat himself down. Um, and he is going to find what he's looking for, and uh, there is a sack... Uh, there's a sack of gold he's going to hand uh, over to the party if someone wants to take it. Ingrid will take it. Okay. She's pragmatic like that. But she's going to look at him when she takes it. Don't you think maybe you should rest a little bit? You were just mostly dead. I'll be taking it easy for a day or two. But <laughs> my next step is trying to find a way in there that doesn't get everyone killed. I don't like to be in people's debt, and that's all I have on me. It's it's a hundred gold, but I do really appreciate what you've done for me. There's not a lot of people who would have done that. Well, you can thank Sora and Elorath. They were responsible for the most of your rescue. Um, he's gonna hold a hand out to Sora. Sora will shake his hand and say, it wasn't a problem, really. Um, I just wanted to do the right thing. Ingrid will kind of snort a little bit under her breath at the whole, it wasn't a problem. I was about to say, Cole's just going to like, 
He's not going to turn his head, but his eyes are immediately directed t- towards Sora at the mention of it wasn't a problem. Yeah, Elorath will probably just, like, look at her and just, like, cross her arms and be like, <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, it wasn't a problem. <laughs> Elorath did all the heavy lifting. <laughs> <laughs> but how late in the day is it? Uh, it's It's getting pretty late. About sunset now. It's starting to get dark. You guys don't have a tremendous amount of time before nightfall. Ingrid is going to look at the guy, since we still haven't actually taken his name, mm-hmm. and then over at Cole and say, it, it's getting pretty late in the day. We're probably going to set up camp. Do you want to stay in camp with us at least? Um, he's going to give it some thought. That's That's actually really generous of you, but I think I'm going to take off. You aren't worried about traveling this late? I'm more worried about staying in one spot this late, to be honest. But if you're ever in Whitehedge, uh, I have some family there, and they can put you up for the night. It's a place called the Fat Boar. What's your name? Oh, that's Davin. Sorry. Uh, Davin Ianril. Okay. If you're really sure about leaving, it seems like it might be better to have a little safety in numbers. Where exactly are you heading? Towards Bandit's Rest. You're heading into the forest? Well, we're on our way to Lockbert. Oh. Why? (laughs) 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 We have a reconnaissance mission with the right white ravens. He's, he's, okay, he's, he's, you can see him turning this over in his, in his mind, like, oh, you guys got it worse. Okay. (laughs) You're worried about me? Uh, Well, you did almost just drown. I'm just going to put that out. (laughs) Like, again, you you were just mostly dead. The rest of us are still fairly hale and hearty, at least at the moment. I'm getting better. (laughs) (laughs) I feel happy. I I guess I could stay with your party at least until until the end of the river and then I'm going to split off but yeah sure that's again really generous of you nature check to find a decent place around here to camp uh give it a shot <sighs> okay 21 21's not bad yeah the 9 <sighs> threw me off rolling the 9 I was like ah oh, come on it's getting trickier to find a place that, um, your journey thus far, uh, has been a dangerous one between the divide and, uh, you know, Dragon's Reach and now this place. You're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place because you have the bandits on the other side of the river. The wildlife in this section of the world is spotty. You, uh, there's less bears and wolves and things like that, more dragons, ogres, giants, things like that. Uh, They're a rarity, but they do exist. And then, of course, you have the werewolves uh, further south in the Silverglade and all the other stuff in that forest. But you figure uh, that if you can find, uh, if you can find some sort of uh, shallow cave, something like that, or at least some sort of, you know, smaller overhang of trees, something that would block a fire that you could set up, uh, visually so that, you know, every predator from miles around won't come, be it bandit or animal, uh, then you should be, you should be, uh, pretty good for the night. You should have a better chance. Okay. And what a perception on me, a fine said cave? 
Um, I would ask you to give it a shot. Yeah, we're going to see how uh, how well you're going to scout out a place for the night. All right. That's better. Hey, 30. Shit. Um, yeah, so Cole, Cole's going to get pretty lucky here. And there is there's a really uh, small rocky overhang uh, not too far from here. Far enough away from the river that you probably won't you probably won't get any bandits anything like that and it it should block any fire there's only really one way in and out so this is pretty much the best case scenario for you guys it'll block the elements in case it rains it'll keep you relatively warm and yeah everyone will not see you there so unless you get really unlucky during the night you should be fine okay i will alert the party of said location um, so I'd imagine you guys are setting up camp for the evening? I say so. Sounds like a plan. So setting up camp, getting everything, getting, uh, getting everything set up. How, how comfy are you guys getting? Are you setting up bedrolls and tents and stuff? Or are you just, just kind of catching a nap, like getting a little rest, getting a, like a, you know, a regular fire going, eating some rations, that kind of thing? I was just going to say, I know Elrath probably wouldn't mind a fire. She's <laughs> probably a little cold. <laughs> fire. Fi- fire. 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 Damn it. You're fine. It's adorable. Stop apologizing for it. So you guys got your fire set up, and uh, you're, you're, uh, you're getting cozy. Oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. <laughs> I'm going to cook this chicken in some earl. Cold ain't, nobody, ain't nobody got time for that. So you guys are getting cozy. You're, you're, you're settling in, uh, and... and Devin's gonna Devin's gonna speak to the party. If you want, I can I can take first watch so you you can all get some rest. It's sort of the least I can do for you. I think you probably need the rest as much as any of us. Because Ingrid doesn't really like the idea of him watching over them. <laughs> Ingrid is distrusting. Yes. Well, Joe's not gonna say anything, but she's gonna stay up. She will not sleep. Okay. So do with that what you will. <laughs> okay. So she's not going to actually tell us that she's planning on staying up, though. She's gonna like settle up against uh, like the side of the the cave and like cross her arms and watch watch the entrance. <laughs> kind of one of those things. She doesn't look like she is getting cozy. She figures that you guys probably don't trust her anyway, so why should she volunteer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Davin will Davin will kind of plunk himself down next to the fire and try and dry out. Uh, take his wet boots off, that kind of thing. Just just doing his best to dry out. I would imagine Ellerath isn't too far away from the fire either. Yeah, no. She's got like she's probably got like her boots off and like her feet, tiny little feet, are just pointed towards the fire and just like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like waving him back and forth like you do, just like mm-hmm. It's adorable, <laughs> but she doesn't like to be adorable. <laughs> Everyone do me a favor and roll a perception check. Okay. Almost a crit. Yes. Everyone in the party, as as night is uh, is falling here, and you guys are warming up by the fire, uh, the temperature is going to start dropping a bit, and you're going to notice that a fog is settling in, pretty much everywhere around in this area. There are a couple of areas where uh, you can kind of look out and see where there's a hill or two, and it's it's definitely settled into uh, the the lower portions of the land here. And 
uh, it's sort of famous in the area, and uh, this fog stretches from uh, from here all the way into Lockford. The, the fog around Lockford has become infamous, as a matter of fact, because people will just disappear into that fog. You'll hear a sound, and then they just will not come back. So it's a good thing we can't. <laughs> Would my low light help in fog? Not really, no. Darn. It's, it's not darkness, it's just, it's, it's a reduction of, uh, it's a reduction visibility. of how far you can see it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's... <sighs> I was hoping, but... Is there a roll for visibility? <laughs> Is There's there a, a wind chill? not fog? <laughs> um, but... Not the wind chill this night. <laughs> it's, <laughs> Sorry. It's... No, 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 no. Um, it's, it's really commonplace here. It's just eerie and it, it, it really adds to the suspense of camping or walking. Oh man, if you're, if you're walking along the road, it's a nightmare because I mean, you don't know. And especially if someone comes out of the darkness or comes out of that fog, like they could just be a traveler, but your knee jerk reaction is holy shit. Like, I mean, people get attacked that way and it's over nothing. It's over just someone coming out of the fog, just, just walking along and yeah, it'll, it'll happen and it sucks. Who would like to do me a favor and roll a flat D20? Me. Are you sure Val? Cause <laughs> there's a lot of pressure. Didn't I mean, bring us dragons last time. I didn't bring you. dragons. Um, I mean, if y'all don't want me to, I won't, but... <laughs> I mean, somebody's gotta do it, so... If you're feeling like you want to, go ahead. If you feel like you got a hot hand, go for it. Yep. Okay. Not much better. <laughs> God, have we ever gotten above a ten? I don't think you ever <laughs> Yeah, no, there, there, there was the one, the one time when we got a plus two for having a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't think we still rolled above a ten, we just got a plus two. Or oh, yeah. made it above a ten. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like a 9, and then with the plus 2, it was 11. Yeah. Do me a favor, everyone roll a perception check. Oh, no. This will go so well for me. Wow, I might actually perceive something. Ooh. Hey. Oh, yeah! Aw. Where was that 20 a second ago? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Jesus. What would have happened if we got a 20? Did Would we uh, find a bunny? Um, well, just oh, like, buddy. well, just like a really bad thing happens if you get a one, a really good thing happens if you get a twenty. Buckets of XP just start raining down. From the <laughs> right. Congratulations, you're level twelve. Let's see here: Josephine, Cole, Ingrid, Elrath, Sora. You're all going to start to hear a noise coming from the outside of this little overhang of rocks that you guys are you guys are camping underneath. Whatever it is. It sounds, it sounds fast because you're, you're going to hear it coming from the left and then very swiftly moving toward the right and then nothing for a bit. And what it sounds like is a very quick and deep growl and then just sort of a scamper and then nothing for a few seconds. And I imagine that gets the entire party's attention. And Sora and Josephine are going to see movement. Um, they're going to see the, the, this, this mist kind of shift. Something is definitely out there. And oh. it looks to be about 
if you if you could guess, twenty maybe thirty feet away somewhere in the area, it is not very far away at all. Uh, you're going to see this this fog sort of like billow and and sort of pulling around itself as this thing moves quickly, and then settle back. Sora will uh, take out her bow and knock it, but not pull it back, and just say, something's there. Um, how would the party react to that? Is it paying attention to us? You can't tell. <laughs> well, no, I'll ask Sora that, since Ew, she apparently sorry. saw it. I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> My god. <laughs> So a great wing, ladies and gentlemen. So, God has come to me, and he has told me that I can't tell. <laughs> so, Ingrid's going to uh, look at Sora and just say, well, just don't run out there until we know a little more than it's there. Sora will... Uh, She's she's focused on looking out at the fog, but there will be a little smile tugging at her lips. How close am I to Devin? You're you're within about five feet of him. Like you're pretty close. Okay, I'm gonna turn to him, get to the back of the cave, hug um, the hug the wall. The way this is, you are in the back of the cave, essentially, this is a very shallow. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is a very shallow thing. Like you guys, it's it's. It's pretty much just large enough for the party to sit in here and have a fire a safe distance away from you so that you won't burn alive. Like, this oh. is a very shallow. Okay, well, I'm just going to tell him to get behind us then. Um, Would the cave be situated in such a way that, like, like the firelight would shine out of the front? Sadly, if anything, the fire's kind of hampering your ability to see because you got to peer over the flames in order to look out. Right, but like with the, but with the yeah, the immediate area around, yeah, like it would sort of light up the uh, the immediate area. It's it's almost pitch black beyond that. Okay, well then, Elrath's probably going to put out the fire because she's right there. Okay, stamp I'll it help. out real quick if she can. I'll help you. Like pull on her boots real quick <laughs> and then stamp it out. No bare feet. Okay, so this fire is going to be extinguished, and you're going to watch as the fog from outside starts to slowly creep into this this little enclosure that you guys have going on. And it's almost it's almost it's very eerie to to watch it happen in real time. Everyone roll a perception check for me please. I really hope I get something for low light vision. <laughs> Not that it matters. Eventually, yes. Negative. Uh ooh, wow. Okay. Josephine Cole Sora um, it's going to be stark quiet again. Uh, after the fire goes out, there's no sound coming from this cave except the, the sounds of your individual breathing, uh, which has become just ever so slightly intensified after after you guys are ready and at attention. You've been through this before. You know that bad things could happen. And then you're going to hear that deep growl again, but it's not, it's not lengthy. It, it, it's very sudden and quick, and it's over in a second, and then you're going to watch this fog move again. And Josephine Cole and Sora are going to almost make out a figure. And from what they see, it appears to be over six feet tall. Can I roll like a a nature check or something to see if I like recognize the type of growl and like the 
information um, that you've given yeah, us. Please roll a nature check. Okay. Eh. Sora is not going to recognize what this might be. There's just there's just too many things it could be. You all you know is that it's it's really fast. You're really far away from the Silver Glade for it to be a werewolf, and there's no real documented cases of them coming this far north. That doesn't mean it's an impossibility, though. Um, since Cole and I rolled uh, higher high two, can we also do a nature check? Yeah, go go right ahead. Okay. okay. Almost a crit. Sorry. <laughs> Josephine's going to catch a glimpse of this thing along with uh, Sora Cole, uh, Sora and Cole, and there there are a few things in this area that sort of match up with what she thinks it might be. Werewolf is the closest, but again. It doesn't make sense for it to be this far north, or at least uh, everything she knows about werewolves, it doesn't make sense for it to be this far north. And it probably would have attacked by now if that's what it were. It probably would have been able to spot the fire. They're they're pretty expert hunters. You guys are, uh, the, the three of you are all going to listen to it as it darts from the right and to the left this time. And then what it sounds like it's doing is swinging back around this enclosure. It sounds like it's running in the dirt, and it sounds like it's using more than two legs. And then, um, do me a favor, everyone roll uh, one more perception check. Too focused on what it could be. <laughs> I'm hiding behind Cole's knees. <laughs> everyone in the party is going to listen as this thing starts to climb its way very fast, very quickly, up the back of these rocks... And it now sounds like it is above you. Oh. And it is going to go quiet again. Nobody move. Guys, we're all going to die. Someone do me a favor and roll a flat d20. I'll do it. Hey. Oh, God. Everyone do me a favor and roll a perception check. Oh, goodness. As always, I perceive nothing. Hey. Cole, Sora, Josephine, Elrath. Davin is sort of ducked down at the back of this. Like he has a he has a small dagger, ready, but oh, honey, uh, he is he is sort of ducked down, not cowering, just sort of, just sort of at the ready. And again, it is deadly quiet. The only thing you can hear is the is the sound of you know crickets outside and. At this point, this entire enclosure is filled in with the, the same fog that's on the outside. Ingrid is going to be able to see just just the regular... Like, everything on the outside of this cave is, is pretty much as it should be. So it's it's just a regular nighttime scene. Uh, with the fire out, she can kind of see uh, a little further. But she can't see into the fog uh, so much as just the sky and, and everything outside. And then you're going to hear this sniffing sound. <laughs> Most assuredly coming from above you. And it sounds like it's at the uh, the entrance of this little enclosure. And it's slowly dawning on you that if something were to attack you, you would be trapped inside with this thing. Why? Uh. And you're going to hear it shift around above you. And then at the entrance of this little cavern you're going to see very large talons start to curl around. So 
from your perspective, what you're guessing is that whatever this thing is, is perched on top of you and is using the mouth of the cavern as a perch. You're going to keep hearing it sniff every few seconds. It'll sniff a few times and then snort, sniff a few times and then snort. And then after what what it feels like an eternity, you're all going to hear it leap off of the structure that you're, this rocky structure that you're all under right now and dart forward. And what it sounds like is that it is scampering off into the night. And you're going to watch this fog uh, shift violently as it leaps forward. From what you can tell, it's moving at a damn fast speed. Let's not move for a few more minutes. <laughs> and then let's go quietly wet ourselves? Just in case, like, let's not move, let's not speak for like a few a few more minutes until we're absolutely sure it's gone. Um, is that something party-wide? Is that everyone everyone's decision? You're just going to... I feel like we would just be like staring at each other, like it's like right, like I feel like wide-eyed, yeah. just like looking at each other, just like nobody would want to break stuff. the silence. I don't, I don't think anyone would want to be the first one to say anything. After about three or four minutes of that, just that tense mm-hmm. silence. Do me a favor, everyone, roll a perception check. Oh no! <laughs> hey, I think Ew. that's my lowest perception check wow. yet. Ooh. Gross. What's up? Everything's fine, guys. There's nothing in the area. <laughs> He's totally moved on. After about three or four minutes of this this silence, no one in the party is going to hear anything. No movement outside beyond the, the regular crickets and, and rustling from, from smaller animals in the forest. No sniffing, no scampering, no growling. It appears as though this thing, whatever it was, decided to move on. We're not starting the fire back up. It might be best to lay low. <sighs> Cole, turn into a wolf. Cuddle pile. <laughs> Yay! How's about we pick things up in the morning, guys? Please. Oh, yeah. oh Please. my god. <laughs> I am an old man. You can't do this to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I didn't breathe for like ten minutes there, guys. Uh I wish so, I smoked right now. <laughs> First thing that's going to happen when they wake up is uh, Ingrid will look over to Josephine. See, you're totally good luck. We didn't get eaten in the night. <laughs> She's just going to look over at you like wide-eyed. Like, you think that's seriously good luck. <laughs> what just happens? Jason? Mm-hmm. It's morning, right? Mm-hmm. How light is it? Is it like dawn, or is it is the sun up a little bit higher? Um, I would say we're picking things up at dawn. I would say the 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 first the first bit of that fog that starts to dissipate after after the sun starts rising. I I would assume everyone's starting to to get their crap together. Is it is it is it light enough for me to get a good look at the ground? I would say if you if you gave it a little bit of time, oh yeah, yeah, you can go out and I, I would imagine you're inspecting for footprints, something like that. Yes, and I, if I find one that resembles the talon, the the, the talon shits, mm-hmm. I want to I want to roll a nature check to identify this animal. All right, um, so I'd imagine uh, Cole is is checking out the area, um, and while you're doing that, Devin is going to stand up, kind of address the members of the party that are still 
huddled around where the campfire was. All right, that was eventful, but I, I think I'm going to get ready and go now. Before you leave, what's your sister's name? Sadie. Why? In case we run into her. At least then we could point her back in your direction. Oh, well, again, that's really nice of you. And he's he's saying that with a tinge of, why are you being so nice? Like, it's, it's kind of that. <laughs> Ingrid's not going to say anything. She's just going to level him with, like, a really flat look. Just not give anything away. Ulterior motive. <laughs> no, not ulterior motives. Just, you know, she, she's not necessarily doing it to be nice to him. Well, look, good luck with everything you're trying to do. And <laughs> if you're heading to Lockford, you're probably going to need it. That's what they tell us. Yeah, well, they're not kidding. Um, and he's he's going to give the group, like, it looks like he's, he's going to say something else, but just sort of either lose the thought or think better of it and then just give everybody a nod. And he is going to reach out to shake Elrath and Sora's hands again. Oh, good. Because Elrath <laughs> is going to want to shake his hand, and as she's doing so, she's going to say, you might want to stay out of the river. <laughs> like, give him that, like, you know how, like, when you shake with your right hand, then you, like, clap somebody on the arm with your other hand. Yeah. She's going to do that. Like, you might want to stay out of the river. There you go. And clap him on the arm. Uh, and yeah, he's going to give you a bit of a nod and a smile. <laughs> yeah, and to follow that up, Ingrid will just give him a little wave and say, try not to get shot. Good advice. Try not to get eaten. <laughs> That's the plan. And he will he will leave this little enclosure and, and head on his way. Cole... Yes. Do me a favor, roll a nature check. Okay. Cole inspecting the area are going to find several large uh, footprints. There's sort of a sort of you know a muddy dirt near this area, and these things dwarf Cole's paws uh, in in wolf form. And for uh, his his wolf form is fairly sizable. Like he's a decent sized wolf. These things are huge, and even in uh, even in shifter form, these these would dwarf his regular boot prints. So whatever this thing is, is fairly sizable. At least its feet are. It's not just the size of these footprints that are uh, troubling. It's the fact that at the end of each toe, there appears to be an insert in the ground where talons have dug in. Um, and judging by how deep these uh, these are, you would say these talons are about six or seven inches long. How many these are long. How many toes? Four. Okay. And Cole doesn't know of anything that makes paw prints like this. Okay. So coming to coming to this, I'm going to go back to the cave. I'm going to address the party. We need to move. Like now. Let's 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 not stay here anymore. Okay. Are you continuing on to the town of Lockford? We need to, because we can't stay here anymore. Yeah. Not not after that, no. All right. Who would like to do me a favor and roll a flat d20? Lisa! Lisa! Me! Go right ahead, Lisa. Yes. I got really excited. Sorry. Here we go. Don't suck. Don't suck. 
Oh yeah, fifteen. Fifteen. Hey, we nice. actually got over a ten. Woo. I'm really glad you guys can't see the little dance I just did with that. <laughs> Scooted my rolly chair. Okay. <clears throat> you guys are going to continue on uh, <clears throat> for a good bulk of this day uh, toward Lockford, and that means traveling down the rest of this river and then past the road, and then you will be taking the main path toward Lockford. And once you're on the road, uh, you would all breathe a pretty big sigh of relief because when you go off the beaten path in Theria, sometimes bad things can happen. On the road, there's always a chance in certain spots, but um, when you're sticking to the path, you're more likely to run into other people. There's, uh, there, there's, you know, when you're off the beaten path in the woods or in the mountains, something like that, the, the chances of anyone coming to assist you are slim to none if you run into trouble. So by the time you get back to the road, it is it is afternoon. Uh, you have been walking for hours, every once in a while, kind of stopping to stretch and take a break and sit down for a minute, grab a drink of water, eat, a, eat some rations, something like that. Along the way, I would like all of you to roll a perception check, please. Uh-oh. Wow. 24. Yeah. Wait, I actually have a higher perception check than some people. Hey, Josephine, what, what is up? going on? I totally crit missed that. <laughs> Cole is going to notice something. While you guys uh, are walking along the path, and by the, by the time you get back to the main road, uh, you guys deviated uh, from it over a day ago just to just to kind of avoid <laughs> just to kind of avoid the silver glade, give it a nice wide berth. But you guys are back on the road now, heading uh, heading toward Lockford, uh, and it's gonna it's gonna be uh, just uh, almost mid afternoon by the time you you finally get back on the road, and you're you're more than halfway there. And Cole is going to notice some possessions left on the side of the road, um, and what it looks to be is uh, a couple of leather satchels and uh, not a chest, but it looks to be a small wooden box. Is my perception check good enough to get a? A thorough look at these items? Um, you would definitely get a good look at them uh, from where you are. And this looks to be... This looks to be a case where, sadly, someone probably met an untimely end. The thing that claimed them was not concerned about their possessions. Uh, as you got a little closer, you would see that the box is heavily bloodstained along with one of the leather satchels. There appears to be a sword sitting nearby, uh, still in its scabbard, and some torn clothing. Okay. Nature check to uh, get a good read of the area or, like, for footprints and stuff like that? Um, part of your perception check, would you, you, you'd see some of that. Uh, okay. You are going to see tracks near these items that would indicate that there has been, uh, there has been some werewolf activity here. You guys are in the region officially now where there is evidence that they have been attacking passersby. And you're not sure if this was just a merchant set up alongside the road, didn't know where he was, like wh what the lay of the land was. Um, you're not sure if this was just some traveler, just some adventurer, if this was just some unlucky guy. But yeah, th th this person has definitely passed on and it looks to be that this happened uh, a while back and you said it was afternoon uh yeah um 
from where we are, how much farther would it be? Would it be? How much farther would it be to Lockford? Um, you figure you probably have another four or five hours of travel. How late in the afternoon is it? Um, it's not that late in the afternoon. You're guessing that by the time you get to Lockford, it'll be dusk. It'll be comfortable. Uh, it'll be comfortable to actually reach the town. Okay. I'm going to pick up everything but the torn clothing, mm-hmm. and I'm going to look at back. I'm going to look at the party. We should hurry. Continuing on to Lockford. After several more hours on the road, the sun is going to start to dip in the sky. And it isn't bad yet, but you can already tell that that familiar fog is going to start to set in very soon. The way Lockford is set up, there's there's a dip in the land, sort of a valley, and that fog settles in really thick at night. It's sometimes very difficult to see just a few feet in front of you. Which adds to their current problem, as you can imagine. After a time, the town of Lockford proper uh, will be visible to the entire party. Uh, There's a very familiar waist-high wall that surrounds the entirety of the town, uh, which was originally designed just to set up the borders of the place, not for protection, obviously, or to, to keep anything out or keep anyone in, Uh, It was just to distinguish where the town began and ended. Would everyone please roll a perception check? Hey. 23. Much better. 19. What? What? Wow. I know all. The entire party? Yeah. Uh, The entire entire party, as they they near this town, uh, are going to notice a few things. Uh, one, it's a lot quieter than you figured it would be. When one describes Lockford, uh, you kind of get the vision of it constantly being under attack, or you know that the, there'd be guards posted around, you know, fighting off werewolves or the awful things that live in the Silver Glade, something like that. But it's actually very quiet. It it, it appears to be pretty serene from where you're standing uh, outside of the town. So you'd be on a hill approaching it. Um, you'd see a couple of lanterns lit. And the, there, there are a couple of houses lit up. Approaching the town, uh, the town gates, which, again, using the word gates is kind of, it's more of an archway. You are not going to see any guards posted. Uh, and that could be because they just haven't taken up their spots at night. Uh, that, that, that's, that's pretty much where they're posted at night. So it could be that they just haven't taken up their spots for the evening yet. Or... That could mean that they've just suspended the curfew that they've they've had, and uh, they thought it'd be a wiser move to have the guards in the actual town proper. What would the party like to do? Hey guys, let's take the fuck advantage of that and get inside the city. Yeah, let's go inside. <laughs> yeah, but let's go inside, find ourselves an inn. Fuck this fog. <laughs> As you finish your way down the hill, and... You, you make your way to the, the archway that leads into Lockford. The sun is going to pretty much finish dipping behind the trees. And that fog is going to start to creep in around your feet and ankles. And it gives this otherwise quaint-looking town a very eerie vibe. Because it's that combined with the utter stark silence. And its reputation kind of paints a really eerie picture. And after the sun 
is pretty much gone. It, it, it's it's fairly dark, and you figured that there'd be more there'd be more lanterns lit. You figured the town itself would be lit up. Do me a favor, everyone, roll a perception check. Not as good, but I'm apparently fine. using all of my good <clears throat> rolls on these perception checks. Jesus, look at you, Ingrid. Actually, perceiving stuff. <laughs> Sora. Ingrid and Cole. While the group is walking through town, and Lockford isn't incredibly large as towns go, uh, it's almost on par with Whitehedge. It's not uh, it's not a major city by any means, but it it, it, it is a fairly sizable town. It's, it's bigger than a regular settlement. And as you walk through, Cole, Ingrid, and Sora are going to notice how absolutely quiet this place is and looking around at the buildings you're going to see where a lot of the structures have been boarded up windows doors any openings uh, have been boarded up uh, some some of them from the inside some of them from the outside common structures like the inn tavern boarded up and some of them appear to have been boarded up but then the front doors are knocked down some of them appear to be ripped to shreds oh oh dear and again there are a couple of lantern lights coming from a couple of still standing structures and you're going to notice them get snuffed out as you enter town and at about the center portion where main street would essentially be. I would like you all to roll one more perception check, please. I don't want to see anything. Oh, wow. Hey, Ingrid. <laughs> what is going on? I would imagine that the group would start to become a little on edge. Because it's not every day that you walk into a town and see that one with such a reputation as Lockford would start presenting symptoms of abandonment. And again, at the town's center, it's going to start to become apparent to you that there either aren't many people left here, alive or in town, or something recently uh, has happened that is catastrophically awful. Ingrid and Sora are going to hear a noise rounding the corner down the street from you. You're going to hear something get knocked over. Uh, it sounds like maybe uh, some, some boxes, some crates, something like that. And it's distant. And then looming over the fog that has settled in over this town, you are going to see a lone creature standing at just over seven feet tall. It is a massive gray werewolf. And after a few moments, it is going to start sniffing at the air. And then very slowly, it's going to turn toward the party. Its ears are going to flatten and its stance is going to kind of crouch what would you guys like to do? 
Run. Is there any cover? Run, is please. It, is it only me and um, It would Ingrid be you and Ingrid that notice it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, is there any cover? The only cover that you would see apparent to you are the buildings that I just described. And obviously the, the ones with no front door are going to offer almost nothing. There are a few buildings that are not boarded up and they may be your best bet. Uh, your other options are just try and book it out of town or try and make for some sort of higher ground by climbing up the side of a building, something like that. D- did the werewolf see us? Oh, like it's, it's sniffed, looking. but like it's, it knows that we're there? It's yeah, and we aren't hiding, so... No, you you would be in the center of town. You, the, you're you guessing that it spotted you. It is a good distance away. Can werewolves climb? Roll a nature check. Oh, my nature check sucks, but okay. Ten. <laughs> you're not sure. <laughs> Great. How far away is it? Um, you're, uh, if you were to give like a quick estimate, you're guessing it's about 60 yards away. So it's a it's a good distance, but these things are pretty fucking fast. And after after a moment, after it kind of flattens its ears and kind of lowers lowers its head, it is going to crouch down and plant its front paws onto the ground where it was standing on its haunches a few seconds ago. And it is going to growl. Do we really want to back ourselves into an alley? No escape. Say, as soon as we move, it's gonna come right for us. Mm-hmm. So. I think if we're gonna fight it, we should put our backs up against a wall so that nothing can surround us from the behind. That does have some merit. Cause pack tactics. Yeah. I agree with that. The part I don't I agree with to... is not is fighting this thing. Mm. I don't want to yeah. fight it either, but I don't think there's really an option where <sighs> don't have to fight it, and intimidating it might be worth a shot. Okay. Well, you have All a right. few options. Do uh, tell, Jason. I I will lay things out for you. Um, one, again, book it. And just make a break for it and hope that you can outrun it. Two, you can make your way into one of these houses, slam the door behind you, and try to barricade it shut. Three, you can fight it. You know, you, 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 I think you pretty much understand your odds. Four, uh, try to make for higher ground, uh, whether that be running through one of these buildings uh, or, or trying to scale the backs of one of them. That would still kind of involve booking it first. Uh, five, make your way down an alleyway. And again, maybe you can, you can try to lose it. So you have options. What would I have to roll in order to decipher which one of those ideas are the best ones? Best I almost subjective. think higher ground. I was thinking higher ground way. as well, but I just want I just want to attack make sure from above. At least any, any of us who are have distance attacks. Because that would because I feel like that would what to roll to figure that out would probably be like a nature or streetwise or something like that. But I'm not sure. But I'm down with the higher ground if we can find one that, if we can find a building that's like sturdy enough to get to higher ground. I think that might be the best bet, yeah. We could book it to a building. The stronger people could hold the door closed while the people who have range attacks could go upstairs and shoot from the windows. That's a good idea. Best of both worlds. I like that idea. So either way, we're going to be booking it regardless. Mm -hmm. Right. 
from many yards away. You're going to hear this wolf make a deep, guttural growl. And then you're going to hear it tear into the dirt beneath it as it lunges forward toward the party. Okay. Run! Run! The party is going to turn and start advancing toward the nearest building that isn't boarded up in a swift fashion, let's say. And you're going to hear an ungodly sound behind you. Oh no. As mouth agape, this wolf is just growling, almost foaming at the mouth, with anticipation of getting to you. And if you were to peek over your shoulder for just a moment, you would watch this beast tear through the fog and cut through it faster than anything you've ever seen move before in your life, as it leaves a wake. Everyone do me a favor. Roll an athletics check. My athletics is so low. Can it be acrobatic? Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. Holy I'm fuck. totally going to get eaten. Yes, almost a crit. Oh, thank God. Oh, no. Guys, I have a plus one. I'm going to die. You got it. I you had a this. negative one, Valerie. Okay. I'm going to cry. I'm like ready to... Dude, I currently have oh. the lowest roll. You and I, yes. we are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> sure you don't want to try and intimidate it? Yards away. Cole. Josephine and Alarath are going to move swifter than they've ever moved in their entire lives as they make a break for one of these buildings. Cole. Yes? Alarath. Mm-hmm. Do me a favor, roll an athletics check. Ah. Ooh, wow. Hey, we're tied. Yeah. Both Cole and Alarath are going to slam shoulder first into the door and it is just going to barely give way on the other side, as it seemed as though uh, someone propped something up against it, but almost in a haphazard fashion. They are going to dig deep and push. Do me a favor, roll a strength check, both of you. Oh, nat 20! Suck my dick, door! Sorry, excuse me. Digging deep, they are going to push with all of their might, and you're going to hear something heavy drag on the opposite end of this door. And you are going to push until Cole's body can fit through, which means pretty much everyone else in the party can fit through. Behind them, the wolf is going to close in. You are going to hear this thing tear into the ground, almost losing its balance as it moves as fast as it can. Lagging behind the party is Ingrid and Sora. Do me a favor, Ingrid and Sora, roll one more athletics check. Oh. oh no. I'm sad. I'm gonna start crying just so you know, Jason. You made a little girl cry today. Oh no. You're 18. It's <laughs> 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 about time you learn that life is full of disappointments, Valerie. <laughs> That's what my father tells me. <laughs> oh my god! Ingrid is going to dig deep, and she is going to find a strength in her legs that she didn't know she possessed. And as the rest of this group tumbles through the small opening left as Elrath and Cole pushed open this door, Ingrid is going to cross the threshold of this building to join Josephine and the rest of the party. Sora, on the other hand, as she gets to the landing of this small house, she's going to catch her foot on the first step 
and she is going to just tumble forward and fall a few yards shy of the door. Let me roll for the wolf. No. This wolf, almost moving too swiftly, is going to make one last desperate dodge toward this door before the rest of the group can close it. And he is going to close in on Sora specifically and leap forward. Sora, Mm -hmm. do me a favor. Make one more athletics check. You got this. You got this. (sighs) Sora is going to claw her way forward, sinking her nails in between the stones that make up the landing of this house and claw forward toward the door. And she is just inches away from the threshold when the wolf sinks its claws into her ankle and then wraps its thumb around the base of her leg and is going to start to savagely jerk her small body backward. What would the party like to do? Um, would any of us see this? Oh, you'd all see it. <laughs> okay, oh, I just want to make sure I don't want to... Can I try a ghost sound? See if I can distract it? Oh, Jesus. Do another cow noise. <laughs> I don't think werewolves care about cow noises, but... Well, here's the thing. One, it would have to be a very, very high roll at this point, because it already has prey. True. No, we have to try um, to get her. Uh, we know we need silver to kill it, but maybe if I just hit it with like lightning or something like that, it will distract it enough for us to get a hold of Sora and pull her in. Okay, I'll give you a one shot. Ooh, okay, I'm going to use Whirlwind. That's an area burst one within ten squares. You can choose not to target a creature in the origin square of the burst, so that will be Sora. If I do hit it, it's D10 plus charisma modifier damage, and you knock the target prone. Okay. Go ahead and target the wolf when you like. All right. Wish me luck, guys. Luck. That is going to hit the wolf. Sora is going to let out a terrible scream as the claws of this wolf sink into her lower leg. Ingrid is going to let loose the whirlwind in the split second before the wolf yanks Sora's tiny frame back away from the door. The wolf is going to very temporarily fall prone and in the process let go of Sora for just a moment. Almost immediately, the wolf is going to tumble back over itself and then right itself. And you guys have just a moment before he is going to advance back on Sora. I'm pulling her in. Yeah. Pull her, pull her. Both of you, do me a favor, roll an athletics check. Oh, fuck. <sighs> me She's too. little. I'm really <laughs> little, guys. Sora, do me a favor, roll an athletics check. Oh, no. Sora is in intense pain. Her leg is bleeding. Her fingernails are almost bloody from digging into the crevices between the stone just to get some kind of leverage to move forward. And she is going to lurch forward just a couple of inches and hold out her hand. Both Elorath and Cole are going to grip her wrist and arm and start to tumble backward toward the door. The wolf is going to get up on his hunches and move toward you as a party. And it is going to leap forward Sora's legs are going to cross the threshold of this door just as the wolf makes it. And I'm guessing you are going to try and slam it shut. Yes. 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 
Josephine, do me a favor, roll a strength check. Oh, shit. Me? Yep. We got her. Uh, the rest of the party's a bit disposed. As Sora crosses the threshold of this door, Josephine is going to place her entire body weight behind this door. And you are going to hear the thing slam as the noise echoes through this tiny enclosure. And a split second later, the door is going to almost open again as the wolf's entire body weight is going to slam against the house. Josephine is going to dig deep and just manage to close the door again. But this wolf does not appear to be giving up that easily. What would you guys like to do? Can I assist now that Sora's inside? Yeah. You sure can. All right. I assume Can we strength move checks? that heavy thing back? Ooh. There was a heavy thing in front of the door. There was a yeah. heavy thing in front of the door. Let's move the heavy thing back. I'll do that while you guys are holding it, if we can. Let me ask who's holding the door. I'm holding the door. Okay. Josephine, Cole, holding the door. Elorath, and... Uh, I'll Ingrid. assist. Okay. So here's what's going to happen. Cole, Josephine, do me a favor. Make a strength check. Ah, come on the wolf is going to start to violently batter the entranceway to this house. And each time it does, you're going to hear its huge talons rake against the wood. You're going to hear it rake and tear and claw with vicious ferocity and speed. And each time it throws its shoulder and body weight against this door, he is going to open just a little further. The third time it does it, it's going to start to wrap its claws around the outer edge of this door, keeping you from closing it completely. Mm. Ingrid, Elorath, do me a favor, roll an athletics check. Wow. There is a heavy bookshelf that is pressed nearly against the base of this door uh, that was obviously placed there to try and keep something out. Both Elorath and Ingrid are going to dig as deep as they can and start to push this bookshelf back against the door. And they are going to move it couple of feet back to where it was before keeping the door from flying open but you still have the problem of this wolf's hand and after a few seconds it is going to violently snake its other hand into the crack can i use staff of striking you sure can and just whap its hands sure okay do me a favor roll an athletics check for that okay oh wow <laughs> i Ingrid is going to rear back with her staff and slam it across the knuckles of this wolf's claws. And you're going to hear this thing yelp from the other side of the door. And it's going to withdraw its right hand. The left one is going to dig into the opposite side of the door. You can tell it's, it's digging in and pushing as hard as it can. And the problem is it has enough leverage to start to move the bookshelf back just a bit. Do me a favor, Cole... Josephine. Oh, God, yes. Hey. Ah, almost a crit. Cole and Josephine are going to pull back for just a moment and then slam their shoulders into this door. And it is going to crush this wolf's hand. This wolf is going to violently pull back. And after a few moments, it is going to just barely pull its hand out from that crevice. And the door is going to slam shut with a resounding thud. The wolf is going to go silent on the other side of this door. What would you guys like to do? Is the bookshelf in place? Looks to be. Would a nature check inform me whether or not it's a bite or a claw mark that 
immediately turns. Oh, oh um, god, I didn't even think about that! Go ahead, roll a nature check. <sighs> 16. Cole vaguely remembers hearing something about a werewolf bite, but it's kind of fuzzy. You're not exactly sure. Joe's gonna immediately go down to inspect Sora's ankle. And can hey. I do a heel check? <laughs> well, I just, I was, you said ankle, and then you were like, base of leg. I just figured that her leg was so small, it pretty much wrapped around the entire Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the, anything knee and below, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Sora would not be able to walk on that currently. Her leg is in bad shape. That wolf, within just the few seconds it got a hold of her, really did quite a number. You are more than welcome to run a heel check. Mm-hmm. Done. Damn, man. <clears throat> that is a fantastic heel check. <laughs> After a few moments of Josephine tending to Sora's leg, you're going to get the traditional cleric treatment. Any cleric worth their salt, especially out and about, like adventuring, would be able to heal wounds like that. There will be some scars. So Sora will have a very permanent reminder of what this wolf did to her. But she will be able to walk on it. She will be alive. She'll just be sore. When Sora originally fell down, uh, she was very upset. Um, and when the werewolf grabbed a hold of her, she had started crying. So she's openly sobbing now. And when her leg gets healed, she's going to, as fast as she can, um, go over to Ingrid um, and pull her into a really tight hug and just start whispering over and over again. Thank you. Just thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And she is still bawling uh, as she's saying this. Ingrid will hug her back. You know, good, strong hug. Give her a squeeze and just say, you know, that that's what we're here for. We're, we're here to help you. You would have done it for us. Sora's not going to let go of Ingrid. Just going to hug her tighter. Ingrid will keep on hugging, and she will, you know, pat and, and try to soothe her a bit. You know, we, we have your back. We're here to protect you. Um, Sora's going to finally pull back from uh, Ingrid, and she's going to look around the room and make sure that she gives a very heartfelt thank you to everybody in the room. Look, She'll look at them very seriously, at Josephine, at Ellarath, and even at Cole, saying thank you. Cole will respond with a, with, a, with a strong nod. Ingrid will give her another squeeze. Yeah. Everyone do me a favor and roll a perception check. Cole and Sora are going to hear 
a scrambling on the other side of this door. And you're going to hear this huge beast move away from the front door and then around to the side of the house. And then you are going to not hear it anymore. What would the party like to do? Is this a, a one-story house? Yeah, this is this is pretty much a one-story house. Uh, it does appear as though there there might be some kind of attic or something like that. You you see like a ladder leading up. If you'd like, you can you can kind of explore things a bit. I was just about to I was just about to ask if there are how many walls were in here. I was going to ask if there's Climb a back ladder, door. Pull the ladder up after us. Towards the back of this place, this is not a very large. This is not a very large building, but towards the towards the back, you're, there, there's a ladder that's kind of inset uh, as part of the wall that leads up to this uh, kind of a trap door type of thing. Do me a favor and roll a strength check for me. Okay. Eighteen. Wow! Look at you with the high rolls today. Well, except for my five, but yay! <laughs> Take them where you can get them. Exactly. I am not complaining. Ingrid is going to climb this ladder and then get to the uh, get to the uh, little little hatchway, the little door, kind of like it leads into a clubhouse type of thing. And she's going to start to lift and press against this door. And it's going to there's obviously some resistance, but it is going to lift up just a bit. But Ingrid is just not quite going to have the strength to lift this all the way up. So uh, she would guess that there's roll the bodies off of the trap door. She's going to guess that there is something, uh, something pressing down on it. I will alert the party. So, um, yeah, there, there's something on top of this door, something that is keeping it from opening. I think Elorath would probably look at Cole and just be like, "You want to do this? Or you want me to do it?" How do you feel about how do you feel about uh, staying by the door? I can do that. You sure? You can see that there's a bit of hesitance on Cole's face, but he's gonna he's gonna take a deep breath. All right, I'll go check it out. And Cole's gonna go join Ingrid. And Ingrid will give him a grin because, hey, tall person, push up the door. Do me a favor, Cole. Roll a strength check. All right, that's a 19 with a 16 d- d20 roll. Keep that in mind, Jace. <laughs> oh, wow. It's one okay. better than what I had. <laughs> Cole is going to uh is going to try and lift up on this door. And it's going to it's it's going to open just a bit further than it did uh, for Ingrid, but it would be just enough so that Cole can kind of slide his hand underneath of it and get a better grip if he wanted to. I will do that. <laughs> do me a favor, make another strength check, this time with a plus three. Okay. An 18. Uh, this time... Uh, whatever's on top of this uh, m- must be kind of sliding off with each each attempt. It might be sliding backward. Uh, so each time you lift up on this uh, this trap door, it kind of kind of raises it at an angle, of, uh, and it's it's getting easier to lift this thing. So Cole, if he wanted to, could advance into this attic area. 
Sure, I'll advance. Cole is going to enter into a pitch black room. I'll follow. Uh, Ingrid is going to follow in behind. And it's an area where you have to sort of duck down. Cole is going to Me. Cole is going to find that out. Not not Ingrid. <laughs> Cole is going to find that out after he uh, slams his head against uh, the angled roof. Of course so he does. That's it's, it's, it's the one time your height has been a disadvantage so far. An appropriate fuck will leave my mouth. I will laugh. You're talking to a guy who lived in an attic for a long time. Like, I've done it many times. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> Um, That's what you get for being tall. Yep. <laughs> Never had to deal with that ever. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I've also had to duck into every car I've ever owned. Limbo was always fun because for the first three like rounds, I didn't have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so can I see anything? Ingrid has low light vision, doesn't she? Yes. Hmm. While Cole is holding his head, trying to trying to get his bearings and, and, and peer into the pitch black darkness of this room, Ingrid is going to look around and see that uh, it appears as though primarily this room looks like it was used for, for storage, just odds and ends. Looking down, you're going to see where there was uh, a, heavy, a heavy box placed against this door, probably in some sort of attempt to keep whatever might, uh, might be trying to get in the house from, at the very least, getting into the attic. Do me a favor, both of you roll a perception. Cole, do you have low-light vision? I don't know. Yes, you do. Okay, I'll take so, your word for it. You do. I should roll my okay. perception check with low-light. Got it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Fifteen. Well, look how drastic that is compared to, like, each other. Jesus! Here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if I had a plus twelve, I would have been in <laughs> business. Because fucking Ingrid's on fire today. Yeah, your nat roll was a 15. My overall roll is a 15. <laughs> Let's say Cole's distracted with, with his, his sudden headache. That's, that's, that's fair. I'll, I'll allow that. Peering into the darkness, you are going to smell something. Oh. And that is the familiar scent of a candle being blown out recently. And you're going to hear a very faint sound. And that's movement. Does Ingrid hear that or do we both hear it? You're both going to hear it. Okay. Um, it sounds like it's coming from the other side of this small room. And uh, you're going to see uh, a couple of boxes stacked up. Um, some clothes stacked around and stuff. And... It does appear as though there's some kind of there's some figure huddled in the corner of this room. I'm going to look to be armed. Well, you would have your staff. Well, no. Are do they seem like they're armed? You can't tell. They're kind of like they're, they're kind of huddled down. You could just barely make out that there's someone there. I'm going to look at Ingrid and silently tell her with like facial expressions that I'm going to address them. And Should I'm... I maybe do that? Well, yeah, go ahead. Okay. I'm going to turn back in the direction of the scuttling and go like, it's okay. We're not going to hurt you. We 
just needed shelter. None of us are bit, so you don't have to worry about that. I'm going to do that as quiet. I'm going to do that as normally as possible. Like, not too high of a pitch, not too low of a whisper, so that they can both hear me and that we don't attract attention. Do me a favor. Roll a diplomacy check. Oh, I should have done it. <laughs> yeah, you probably should have. <laughs> yep, you probably should have, because that's an eight. That is an eight. Ah! God! Uh oh, like pop out from behind his legs or something. Yeah. Hey! Wait, can I'm can significantly assi- less scary? <laughs> can, can Ingrid assist me or something like that? Because she assists in that role. Um, usually that's done before the actual roll. Because, <laughs> and, and not, not to pun here, but the die is kind of cast. It, it, it's kind of like wheels are in motion. Hey, hey man, you, you wanted to, you wanted to address them. <laughs> yeah. You're going to hear a frantic, uh, a frantic shuffling coming from behind these boxes. And it would appear as though whatever or whoever is is back there is petrified they're almost going to knock over what they're hiding behind ingrid cole do me a favor roll a perception check Mm. i perceive nothing i'm so pissed (laughs) i am so pissed right now cole Mm -hmm. is going to focus in very carefully And he's going to hear that the person behind these boxes is so terrified that the only sound right now that's audible is their teeth chattering. Shit. Okay. Ingrid will make another attempt at uh, coaxing them out. But, you know... I was actually going to whisper what I heard to you. Okay. So that, yeah. So that, yeah, that made sense. All right. So you whispered and I'll, I'll try with you. You know, we, we really are not here to hurt you at all. We, we were just trying to escape from a werewolf. Do me a favor. Roll a diplomacy check. I'll assist. Damn it. Okay. You got this. No, no, no. Go ahead. You said you wanted to assist beforehand. Okay. Roll a flat T20 for me. All right. 13. That'll be a plus two. Awesome. So 21. <laughs> From the other end of this, this room, you're going to see this thin-looking boy. Appears to be human. Uh, you're going to see the top of their head peer out from behind these boxes. And they look absolutely terrified and kind of filthy and if you were to take a guess, they've been here for days. Yeah. This tiny boy is going to kind of look around to see how many people are in the room and seeing that it's just the two of you. He's going to spring into action and move very fast. Uh, just all of a sudden, just kind of a violent burst of speed and make his way over to that door and slam it shut again and start to push uh, push their body against that heavy box and try and put it back over the door. And that is going to extinguish the tiny bit of light that was pouring into this enclosure. 
The party downstairs is going to hear that door slam shut, and then the dragging sound of that that box moving again. What would be the party's reaction downstairs? Can we open up that door again? Because Sora would be like, whoa, what's going on? And she would try and get up there. Um, yeah, you can, you can make an attempt at it. Do me a favor, roll a strength check. Uh, Sora is going to make her way up that ladder, just kind of scurrying up, even though her, her one leg is still obviously sore, she can, she can put weight on it, uh, and is going to make her way up that ladder and start to press against that door, trying to move, uh, trying to move the box, trying to get into it, but her strength is not going to be enough. In that room, what would Cole and Ingrid's reaction be? Hey, stop. We're, we're not alone. Our, the rest of our party is downstairs. I'm not leaving them locked out. Nobody's been bitten. We put the bookcase back in front of the door. We're all fine. And for the first time, this boy looks to be getting some measure of composure. And he's going to be he's going to be looking over the two of you. And you could tell that he's straining his eyesight to, to, to try and take you in. He can, he can only kind of see your outline. Good. <laughs> that might be for the best. Yep. And for the first time, he's going to, he's going to speak. It clearly panicked. I heard it try to get in downstairs. It did. We stopped it. At least for now. And you're 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 gonna see you're gonna see him look down at the at the hatch again. Do you promise? I promise. And pretty reluctantly, uh, he's going to start to pull at this box again and take the weight uh, take the weight off of it. And as soon as he does, the the door is going to spring up. Uh, and Sora's uh, Sora's little hands are just going to kind of like pop into the room. How does he react when he sees me? Well, it's going to take him. It's going to take him a, a moment because, first of all, Sora would would be the first thing that kind of pops into the room, and that that's kind of uh, light. There, there's it's not it's not much lighter downstairs than it is upstairs. Okay, uh, but it's it's ever so slightly better. Uh, there are no windows in this attic, so it's just blackness. Downstairs, there are a couple of windows. So Sora's figure, not intimidating at all, actually. If you had to guess, this boy would be 14, 15, something like that, and rail thin. Like, just this knobby-kneed little kid. That would not be intimidating to see Sora come in here. So just, just a little bit of light, and he, he's going to pan back over to Ingrid, and, and that's fine, and then Cole. And just for a split second, his eyes are going to go wide. Because of the three of you, Cole is obviously the tallest and most aggressive looking. And Ingrid will just sort of look over at Cole and just be, oh, don't, don't worry about him. He, he's, he's my bodyguard. Cole's getting, going to get ready to say something, and then he hears you, and then he stops. And then he's going to look at you with a raised eyebrow. And, and she's going to just, like, you know, go with it. Come on. And then he's going to do that shake of the head with the eye rolls. The basis says, ah, oh, fuck. And then he goes, yeah, sure. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a bodyguard, whatever. When Sora finally gets that 
door open. She's going to kind of take everything in as well as she can. She'll say, what's what's going on? Is everyone okay up here? Yeah, we're, we're fine. We just, there's somebody up here and he's a little nervous. Sora's going to look over at the boy and see him. Uh, he's still looking like really scared, right? Kind of. Not, not as scared now after there's, there's an explanation. Obviously you're standing next to, to Cole. Cole's not attacking anybody. He's talking. It's obviously he's not, he's not one of them, but yeah, anybody in this place, you could see that he's just a little unnerved. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I'll look over at him and I'll say, hi, my name's Sora. This is Cole and Ingrid. Can you tell me your name? Hi. Just very, very quiet. You can tell that maybe he hasn't spoken in days. It's Shaw. Hi, Shaw. It's nice to meet you. Do you want to come out of this attic with us and we can figure out what to do next? There's, there's more people downstairs. And Ingrid will kind of quickly assure him, but like, but don't worry, they're they're with us. They're not here to hurt you either. Do me a favor, Sora. Roll a diplomacy check. Ingrid, assist. So I'd just be rolling a flat d twenty. Just a uh, wait. Are you trained in diplomacy? Yes. Then uh, d twenty plus two. After after uh, a second, Shaw is kind of looking down at the door that you're you're kind of half in and out of. And he's just gonna nod his head, yeah, just, just, just very quickly, and then start to make his way toward the the hatch. Josephine, Elrath, do me a favor, roll a perception check. I would imagine that Elrath and Josephine are being very attentive uh, to that front door and paying very close attention to any sounds that might be coming from the outside. Yes. <laughs> And ever since the initial commotion of you getting into this house, it has been eerily quiet. And then you're going to, you're going to hear that door slam shut and then Sora's going to go investigate. And after a few moments, you're going to see the party, uh, plus this boy, descend that ladder. Now, the way this little house is set up is there's essentially one large room, kind of a studio apartment type of vibe. And there's like a little wood burning stove to cook on and, and, and things in the corner. And then there's a very small room with uh, with a bed in it, place to hang laundry, that that kind of thing. But it's 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 a really quaint little house. So what would you guys like to do next? Are we back on the ground floor now? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to uh, I'm going to look at the boy after taking in the immediate surroundings and looking back at the door and realizing that the bookcase was on the door. I'm going to look back at the boy and give him a smile. You must be quite strong if you're able to move that bookcase, though. Book the case there all by yourself. I just tipped it over. That's all. It, it was next to the door. And you can tell that the way his posture is, he's very maybe introverted or just terrified, just scared. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, the way he's carrying himself is very, very guarded. Right. Ingrid's going to look at him and just sort of gently ask what what happened here 
He's, he's going to look at Ingrid. Um, they're almost the same height. Uh, this is kind of a runty, like, kid. I was going to say, he'd have to be pretty runty. My yeah, goodness. He's, he is not big. <laughs> you mean to the town? Well, and you? Last week they just started attacking again. There were just... There were so many of them. We, we, we'd never seen that many at once. They started attacking during the day. They, One day they just came into town and never left. My dad told me to run inside and barricade the door. And then I heard him scream. And that's when I ran into the attic. That was four days ago. And Ingrid is just going to, like, just kind of ooze sympathy at this point because she feels so bad for this poor kid. You, you did the right thing. It's good that you're safe. There, there are obviously tears in his eyes, just thinking about it. Is there anyone out there? Cole is going to crouch down and he's going to look. There are a lot of people that had the same idea as your dad. In their homes, boarded up buildings, probably just as smart as you, too, thinking about finding higher ground. Because nobody was out there when we got here. He is going to just kind of lurch forward, almost fall over, and kind of hug Cole at the waist. And he is just going to start uncontrollably sobbing. Cole will wrap an arm around him. Everyone do me a favor and roll a perception check. Those rolls had to run out sometime. Yep. Well, at least it's, again, it's on my perception rolls back to nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm distracted by the sobbing child. That's and by the fact that he didn't want to bury his face in my magnificent bosom. <laughs> a child. He is like 14. Oh. Exactly. Yeah, I was going to say, she has he's boobs. 14. Yeah. Well then, I understand now. Okay. Give it time. <laughs> I'm not judging anyone's preferences. Really, you know, appraising my own rack to see if it has somehow become deficient. I mean, fear may have taken over. I mean, even, I mean... <laughs> Even the most horny of 14-year-old kids. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, gosh. Sorry, needed a light moment. Elrath. Mm. Josephine. Mm-hmm. Cole and Sora are going to start to hear a noise. And it is a low growl. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to become apparent that the growl is actually coming from inside the building. No! God damn it! I should have checked those doors! Shouldn't have left the attic! God damn it! <gasps> I forgot. And then it's going to become apparent that the growl is actually a rumble coming from this small boy's stomach. Oh! Oh, thank God! Oh, God. Oh, How dare you! <laughs> <laughs> this poor I child! Cole, I think Cole would react that way. Like, holy shit, what the fuck was that? Oh. 
I would imagine so because he's currently hugging me. Right. Yeah. It's feel it. Yeah. It's loud. loud. It is a loud noise. It's 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 the kind of like the fuck did a human make that? (laughs) Okay. Do we still have rations? Oh yeah. Okay. So Cole's gonna go after he realizes that he's gonna look at the party. So how's about we get back up? We get back the fuck up to the attic. That sounds like a good plan for now. It seems like the safest place to be. And we can have a little bite to eat and maybe get some rest. Sounds like a good idea. And he's and he's going to look at the boy. What about you? Sound like a good idea? Um, he's just going to furiously nod his head, just kind of wiping away tears. All right, let's let's get back up to the attic. This kid is going to scamper up. Uh, apparently he is quite the little climber. <laughs> Uh, it's going to scamper up into the attic here. And if you're going to feed him, he is going to descend upon this food in a voracious manner and just cram it into his head. After this kid eats, he's going to reach around on the floor. Um, and you can tell what he's looking for is there. there's a candle. There, there's a candle up here and Ingrid and Cole will will kind of see it in the dark. I'll get the candle. So he's he's going to kind of clutch it, and then he's going to light this candle up, and the room is going to illuminate. And you can definitely tell this kid has been holed up here for days. What would you guys like to do? First off, did we have the common sense to put the barricade back up, back up on the door? You didn't say you did, but... Elder, I moved. probably would have, yeah. Okay, I would, okay. Okay. Second of all, is there anything else we can use to bar- help barricade the door? Sit on it. Yeah. Except the attic has no windows, right? Right. That's going to be an issue. You can't really see what's going on. Is there anything useful in the attic? Just generally um, useful? Yeah, there are some. Uh, there's some clothing and some... Um, problem is it doesn't appear as though this family uh, were particularly wealthy firstly based on the size of the home they had and secondly based on uh, what you saw it's kind of sparsely decorated so it's not like they had a ton of extra stuff to just to throw in the attic so it's it, there's just a few things there's a couple of boxes and crates uh, littering the place and then some old clothing some some tattered clothing uh, up here nothing super useful in terms of fighting werewolves taking stock of your rations. If you ate sparingly and drank sparingly, you could probably survive up here for the next few days fairly comfortably. I'm hoping we aren't planning to that. That sounds terrible. Yeah. If we could get out of here as soon as possible, that would be great. Okay. Can we cut a window into the wall? Like, yeah, what, what is the building made out of? I wouldn't do that, but that's just me. I think just... we need to be able to see something. Okay, well, Jason, could I roll mm-hmm. nature check to see how many hours until daylight? Um, just... Sure. All right. I got a 28. Hmm. Uh, you got about 11 and a half hours until daylight or so. All right. So we're, so we're, we're definitely spending the night here. Um, 
I'll let Ingrid, if you're letting us know that this is something you want to do, I will inform you that we have at least 11 hours until daylight. And I'll, I'll say that that's fine. I don't think it's something we should do at night. We don't want to draw attention, but it might be something we want to do tomorrow if we ever want to be someplace other than this attic. Well, that's a fucking given. We're booking it as soon as it's possible. He said they're attacking during the daylight. Well, that's true. But at least in the daylight, we'll have a better chat. We'll have a shit. We'll have a better shot at seeing those fuckers before they before they gang up on us. Earmuffs. That's <laughs> dumb. I'm sorry. It, the daylight doesn't did, did, weaken werewolves at all, does it? Uh, I'm sorry. What? The daylight doesn't weaken werewolves at all, does it? No. The yeah, the whole moon thing has nothing to do with werewolves in Theria. So no, that's fine. I just wanted to double to check it. that there would be absolutely no other advantage other than oh, in theory being able to see them, seeing them coming. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's the only reason Cole want, wants to leave, leave during the day so we can have a better like viewpoint advantage. However, seeing them coming isn't going to do us a lot of good if they're as fast as that one was and we saw that one far away I'm not sure how much of an advantage that is it might be better to at least scope things out from up here before we try anything that's a fair point Jason mm-hmm. uh, what was what was kind of our original mission to come here was it just to like see what's going on or was it something originally it was to scout the area right Recon- and then reconnaissance, so... Yeah. You guys are staying put for the next few hours, at least. Might as well get yeah. some sleep. Yeah. Is anyone staying up to take watch? Probably somebody with better perception than me. Plus, <laughs> plus 12, so yes. I'm going to look at the kid. Have you slept at all? Uh, he's going to look back at Cole. A little bit. Sleep a little bit more. You'll be fine. This kid is going to uh, kind of curl up fairly close to Ingrid. And not like just like just kind of just kind of close enough. You can tell it's for like security reasons. Comfort. So Yeah. Yeah. Just someone there. She'll she'll kind of hunker down and, and stay close by. So a couple of hours are gonna go by. I'm already grabbing the 20. Cole, do me a favor and roll a flat d20 for me. That's a five. Roll a perception check for me. From downstairs, Cole is going to hear something suddenly slam into one of the windows of this building. And then it's going to sort of drag up and down. It's taking Cole a few seconds to, to recognize it. First, it's just the, it's just silence and then the sudden jolt of noise kind of shoots through his body, goes completely alert. And Cole's going to realize that if it were one of the wolves, this would have crashed through the window pretty easily. It sounds like a fluttering. Fluttering. 
Ah, still not going downstairs. So Cole is going to continue to sit here, and that noise is going to persist for minutes and minutes at a time. (laughs) And it'll stop for a few minutes and then come back with a vengeance as it drags up and down this window, continually trying to get into the building. Okay. Is that going to wake any of us up? I would say eventually, uh, slowly but surely, the party is going to start to hear this. Just like, oh, what the hell is that? Like, eventually everyone is going to hear it. If anybody asks me what's going on, I'm just going to be sitting with not necessarily my arms, my legs crossed, but kind of like... like, Very deliberately ignoring it? Yes, very like with my like my legs perched, like spread out a bit so that my arms could rest on them, with my with my uh, backs slouched a bit, and I'm just looking like I have this look on my face that basically says my my my, my lips are curled into each other, and I have this look on my face that just basically goes nope. Should we check it out? No. It. It's the middle of night. I don't really think it's a great idea. At least we're safe up here for now. Maybe we should just let it go. That doesn't sound like a person at any rate. Doesn't sound like a werewolf either. But they're out there. And if we slip up once, one will take advantage. I'm not letting anybody else get hurt today. I have to agree with Cole on that one. It's not... It doesn't seem like the best course of action, at least not now. So you guys are staying put? We could try boring the tiny (laughs) bird-sized hole, just in case. Do you say that? Yes. Cole's going to turn to Ingrid, give a look... And then go... I know you don't like it, but at least we'd be able to see something. And that is probably better than not knowing anything. Fine. What What are the walls made out of? It, is it just wood, or is it stone, it's, it's, brick? It's wood, yeah. I mean, they're, it's wood. They're, they're, they're reinforced and everything. These are, nice, these are nicely constructed houses and stuff. Does anyone have, the... like, a knife or a sword or something that we could use to kind of bore a hole? Do you is... ask that out loud? I do, because my staff I... is not going to puncture I raise, a wall. I raise up my Wolverine hands. <laughs> uh, do you... Would you would you like to try making a hole, just a little one? Well, considering, are, are we? I guess we're close to like the the ceiling portion of the attic. Um. Yeah. Okay. Do you Maybe, have a knife? I don't have a knife on me. No. Anyone have a knife? I a have an thing. arrowhead. That'll work. It's pointy. It'll be slow, but yeah. We can totally. use it like a hand drill. <laughs> Just keep turning it. Yeah, basically, we're we're going to be boring through, I guess, with persistence. I have a yes. question. Oh. And mm-hmm. shifts. Um, can is it possible to like pry up 
the corner of the roof a little bit because we're in the attic? Um, that would take some doing. Would it be easier than boring a hole in the wall? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> I was just totally thinking because then we could just close it back down or whatever. But yeah, um, Josephine also has a cross uh, crossbow, so she would have arrow arrows oh, too, yeah. like crossbow bolts. So those are probably stronger um, than arrows, huh? Well, I mean, it would take a while, but you guys can yeah carve out a little thing. So let's let's say that some time is going to go by, uh, a couple of hours are going to go by, and this 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 bird, uh, you, you're going to hear it. Uh, continuing to flutter and sometimes it'll be near the window sometimes it'll it'll seem to flutter away sometimes but it is it is sort of circling the premises um, every once in a while it'll kind of slam into uh, it'll kind of dance along the uh, along the roof of this building and eventually um, you guys are going to hack away enough of this wall uh, that someone could stick their hand out uh, if they wanted to, or and and and, and uh, yeah, at least get that much of their body out, or they uh, they could uh, they could see it's a decent enough people that they could really see what's going on. I want to take a look. I, you know, really wanted the people, so I want to take a peek. Okay. And I also have a very Do tiny hand, so that's true. Do me a favor. Roll perception. All right. We know this is going to go super duper well. Yay. Not bad. <laughs> wow. There is a thick blanket of fog that has descended upon the town of Lockford. It is very tough to make out anything that would be at ground level in town. But Ingrid is going to peer out and just sort of keep a watchful eye on things. And every once in a while... She is going to see figures moving in the fog, almost like sharks in the water. Like you'll just see the top of a head, or you'll see the the fog part, or just just movement. Um, and at one point, you're going to see one of these creatures look into the sky, not not in your direction but you will be able to see its eyes. It's eerie red eyes. Almost a beacon in the fog itself. And then suddenly, something is going to slam against this wall, and specifically at this hole. And this bird is going to muscle its way. It's going to try and muscle its way in, trying to push past Ingrid's face. Ingrid is going to back the hell up like, Ah! This bird is going to make a beeline for that bracer and finally kind of come to rest on it. And this little thing looks exhausted. <laughs> and you will see that it has a note attached to its leg. Well, let's cover up the hole for now. Uh, put a box or something in front of it so we can light the candle and read the note. I'm assuming that even with low light vision, I can't read a note in the dark. Not really, no. So covering up this hole, kind of putting a box in front of it, something like that, and lighting the candle, Ingrid is going to remove the note from this raven's, uh, this raven's leg, and um, it is uh, it's a note from Potutello. And the quick summary is that they have not heard from you since you, uh, since you left Durn Hollow. 
Everyone is very concerned because by now you should have made it to the town of Lockford and they're worried that something has happened to you. They got word from the camp outside of Donhurst, but still haven't heard you check in specifically. Well, at least we can let them know that this place is a complete and utter disaster. Uh, do we have paper? Pen? Did you oh, yeah. did, did, did you say that, Ingrid? Like, out loud? Yes. Okay. When you say disaster, I'm going to signal you to, to not say things like that, and I'm going to point at the boy. And I'm going to raise an eyebrow because, dude, the kid lived through it. He knows it's a disaster. Okay. That That is a good question, though. Does anybody have any paper? I would say, yeah. At the very least, you can you can scribble on the back of the note that was written to you. Okay. So, yeah, Ingrid will scribble something out of, you know, um, Lockford under attack, unable to, I don't know, see the full situation. Werewolves attacking day and night. Yeah. Maybe, like, overrun, not under attack. Like, yeah. Like Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, so, Lockford, overrun, werewolves attacking day and night, currently safe but in hiding, send help immediately. There are survivors. There are survivors, including us. Uh, not all of us. We don't need to tell them that right now. Right. Well, okay. they know you lost people. Oh, they do? Yeah, because you checked in at Donhurst. Outside of Donhurst. Right. Yeah. Should we tell them about Joe? That we picked up a new party member? Ooh. No, they don't need to know that. No. They, they mostly need to know that we really need help. They know, they know that there are survivors here. And that's, that's, that's. And that it the- is, you know, a crisis. Right. So anything not related to that, I think, would probably not really need to be in the note. Um, I have paper as well, right, Jason? I would say that's a pretty common thing for people to have. Okay. People keep journals, people, uh, I mean, it's it's a, it's one of those things that's an invaluable thing. Okay. While Ingrid is going off uh, asking the party what she should write and getting, like, opinions and everything, I assume that's what's happening, right? Not entirely, but I'm sort of taking everyone's under advisement as I'm scribbling. So. Okay. Well, while you're doing that, I'm also going to be writing a note. And that note is basically going to let uh, Ravens aware that about uh, the situation involving the new Vol and Bandit's Rest. And that there is... And that... And basically everything that the half-elf told us about their possible location, I'm going to put in the note and see if they can do anything about it. And I'm going to attach it to the other leg of the raven. Are you sending this bird off? No, we should probably let it eat and rest first and then send it off. That's fine. I just I just wanted to keep the note on the or, raven. So or a that, little bowl of water for it so it can drink. <laughs> yeah, so that it, when it does go off, it'll have both notes. Okay, so let's say <clears throat> let's say a few hours went by. Uh, so this bird's getting some rest. It's it's going to eat and drink. 
Um, even if it's just, you know, some, some stale bread, something like that, just something to, and eventually the sun is going to start to creep up over the tree line. And, uh, the, the first rays of light are going to start to become visible, uh, kind of creeping around that box that, uh, is, is just blocking, uh, just blocking that peephole. So you can kind of see where there's some illumination coming in. What would you guys like to do? Check it out. Look through the peephole again. Maybe suggest okay. somebody else do it, though, with more perception. Oh, my perception is 12 if anybody's higher. I think nope. you are the highest one. All right. I'll give a look. 29. Hmm. Well, it's going to take a little while for this fog to burn off. Uh, usually after about the first hour of sunlight, uh, it goes away. These wolves are still very much present in town. Looks to be just a couple of them, but uh, again, they they just appear to be stalking through town. And it doesn't appear as though they have any designs of leaving. How far are the wolves from our current location? They are down the street a bit. They are in the distance. Uh, they haven't noticed you or anything like that. They they just appear to be stalking the streets, like moving up and down. Not patrolling, but they are very much looking for food. Ooh. I wonder. Do you think we can, since it's daylight and we do want to let the bird go, they might notice that and see our hiding spot. Do you think maybe I should try doing a ghost sound or something to distract them while we release the bird. Um. Do you really think they would see the bird? I mean, like, birds are everywhere. I don't, I don't know if it would look that out of place, you know? It might if it's coming out of the house. Also, it depends on how far the wolves are from the house. If they're far enough away from the house, we can let it go without it, without compromising ourselves. If it's close to the house and it's like, oh, hmm. Look in the direction of where that bird came from, and and we, and yeah, I don't know. How close are they? Because they're kind of patrolling the streets looking for food. Um, they are closer than that first one. Uh, so it, 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 the the first one you encountered when you walked into town. So uh, they are across the street, just down a bit. So uh, they're they're around forty five, fifty yards away, somewhere in there. They are in the vicinity. Up to you guys. This one I would actually be talking with the group about as to a good strategy because that <laughs> bird is kind of our lifeline. So we don't want it to get captured and we really don't want it to uh, draw attention to us either. If you let me know that you can cast ghost sound more than just once a day, then I'm then Cole would feel better about it. I mean, I'm afraid that that's going to attract more attention because then they're going to be on the lookout for whatever made that sound. Ah, uh, that's true too. But if yeah, dis they're distracted when the bird goes, yeah, that's really all we it. need. We just need it, them to be distracted really for briefly. that one minute. Yeah. You know, then then they'll be actively looking for something instead of just kind of stalking around, seeing if. Well, they're already actively looking for food. If 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 Ingrid can make sure that 
they're actively looking a good distance away from where we are, that might that'll give us an advantage. Or at least on the other side of our building. Right. Just Does someplace that is not our building. Uh, Jason? Mm-hmm. Are there like other birds around right now? Not in town, no. You're not really you're not really seeing or hearing anything other than these wolves. Yeah, this place seems like a it's been abandoned by everything that doesn't want to be eaten. The term graveyard could be used. But let's not though. Uh how far away does that go sound go? Uh it's ten spaces. Yeah. So fifty so, feet? Yeah. Yeah, so. and they're like already like 45 50 feet away from us yards well the thing is all you need to do Again, is make sure to... that it's not near the building yeah it just needs to be for a minute it just needs to distract them and there are other buildings around you can make it sound like it's coming from one of the other buildings as they do it that also makes us dicks though because what if people are in those buildings oh god well, you choose a building that has had a door completely busted off. There's no chance anyone's in there. Yeah, probably not. Would that be something we could see from the peephole? Yeah. I was going to say, we did see when we were trying to find our own safe shelter last night. I would think we would have noticed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, do, does my 29 perception help him point <clears throat> one of those from here, Jason? Um, there, There'd be a building right across the street that would be just close enough like she could uh, she could do a ghost sound within that vicinity that's gonna attract all of them to like close to us though but they won't know that we're there yeah and if we cover the people right away <laughs> they aren't going to be able to smell us through the walls I don't know I just really do not want this bird to be captured we this is our lifeline, and we need it, but we also need it to not draw attention to us. It seems like it might be an option. Now, if the bird just flies up, how are the werewolves going to get to it? Like, we're already kind It's not of... that they're going to get to it. What, uh, what, what uh, Kira's saying is that once they see that something exited the house in any fashion, that'll draw them to the house. Would that? Don't know. <laughs> I can't tell you. I can't tell you. <laughs> well, it seems fairly likely that if they're... I was going to say, it seems fairly likely if they're patrolling for food that their sentences are going to be, you know, alert. Yeah, I... Mm. And if you wait till night, there's probably going to be even more of them out there, so... And that, and we need help soon. That too. Look, simple majority. Just vote. Hands up for I should give it a shot. Distra- make a distraction while we get the bird out. Cole begrudgingly raises his hand. Elrath will raise hers. Joe is going to tell you, just do it. <sighs> Alright. Well, fuck. I think I really do think this is the safest route for us, Sora. No, no, totally. Majority rules. Okay. Sora's just very opposed. It's like, I understand, but 
I think this is the best idea we've got. So she'll give it a try and she'll uh, use ghost sound to make a sound like a, a whimpering child come from that building. Something that sounds okay. hurt or wounded. Do me a favor and roll a bluff check for me. Oh, I have excellent bluff. Across the street, there is uh, there's going to be an audible noise that 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 sounds like uh, a weak child crying out. And inside, Shaw is going to you, you're going to see him tense up, like visibly his back's going to stiffen. Two of these wolves are going to instantly break out into a sprint toward that location and almost collide with each other trying to get inside. And then you're going to see a third wolf come out of nowhere that was just out of line of sight, bound toward this building, and place... Uh, place its hands on either side of the door, using the archway to propel itself forward inside. And you're going to hear uh, a desperate commotion as these uh, as these creatures are rummaging around in that house, looking for the source of that sound. Release the bird. Um, Ingrid is going to uh, gently, making sure that the bird fits to the hole, uh, this raven is going to take off into the sky and Ingrid is going to watch it s flap its wings and then move in a direction uh, that would be back the way you guys came. And after a moment, it is going to disappear from sight. Guys, I think that's a good time for us to wrap things up for the day. Oh. Ah. But hey, we made it to Lockford. You guys, welcome to Lockford, hey. everyone. Hey, and none of us are dead. Nope. You guys continue Joe, to defy lucky. the odds. You are so lucky. <laughs> I can't. I, 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 I you can't. You just can't. I, I can't even right now. I am so thrilled. <sighs> nobody drowned. Nobody, nobody got eaten by a werewolf. Yet. <laughs> Oh, hey, thanks, Thanks, so. I'm like just Being imagining close. that that gray wolf thing, like fucking stalking us. Ugh. It's like that sounded eerily similar to what was peeping at us in the cave. 